Hello everyone, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Jillian. And we are the hosts of the OK Drama Podcast. We're two friends who recap and break down K-dramas one episode at a time. Yay! We're back. We are back with Goblin, mm-hmm. aka Guardian, the blah 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 blah. <laughs> uh, episodes three and four. This is true. God, um, they're so long. <laughs> they are. The episode four was a little bit shorter. It was around 60 minutes total. Uh-huh. Um, but I felt like episode four was a little bit boring. It felt more like a filler episode to me. I wasn't super into it. Yeah. Like, everything happened in episode three. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like episode four is just, like kind of dealing with all the stuff that happened in episode three. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I love most of the characters, so it's just mm-hmm. kind of, like, cool to be with them. But, yeah. Yeah. It, not a lot of plot happened, I guess. Yeah. Um, Like, I don't even remember what the cliffhanger is. If there even mm-hmm. is one. Oh, I know what it is. Okay, yeah. I'm like, what even happened at the end of episode four? <laughs> okay, we will get to that. Um, but first, housekeeping. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on the internet at OKDramaPod on Twitter, OKDramaPodcast on Instagram, and email us at OKDramaPodcast at gmail.com. We also have a website, OKDrama.com, where you will find links to all the episodes, links to our Patreon. You can support us and become a patron and get bonus episodes and fun merchy things like stickers and patches and cool hangouts with me and Jill. You will also find links to support the show in other ways, like making purchases from Tebak Box and Fashion Chingu. Um, what else? Oh, rate and review us, please. Five stars. That, like, really helps us out. Even if you don't have the financial means to make a purchase to support the show, if you just want to give us a little rating and review, that helps us so much. And that's very easy. It is so easy. If you want the fun merchy things, but don't want to commit to being a patron, you can go to our Etsy uh, there is extra stuff on Etsy, but there's also the Patreon merch. Um, if you are a patron, you get first access to that, and then all the leftovers go to Etsy. So, that's also a fun place. It's a fun place to be. Mm-hmm. But, um, is that it? Did I get I through so. everything super fast? I think you did. Wow. Okay. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. I would have forgotten, like, half of the things. <laughs> I need it written down. In order to um, go through them all. Yeah. All right. Should we just get into it? I'm like... Let's do it. I'm overwhelmed by the amount of content we have in front of us. So. <laughs> uh, we start where episode two ended. So mm-hmm. Untuk has been kidnapped by loser loan sharks. Um, her birthmark glows because she's magic. And Kim Shin can sense she's in trouble. He and the Reaper go to save her. But she's not as grateful as the Reaper would like her to be. And she, like, doesn't say thank you, and he's telepathically talking to Kim Shin, like, is she ever going to say thanks? <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I'm grateful so for <laughs> I love Reaper so much. 
Um, so she good. is upset by everything. Like, one, she was kidnapped. And then, two, the car she was riding in was literally cut in half by the goblin. Um, he tries to comfort Untak, but... Or, wow, the Reaper just looks annoyed and is very uninterested. And he's almost like, why did I even come to help? Like, mm-hmm. this is fucking shitty and boring. Kim Shin and the Reaper change the Lone Shark's memories. And they basically make sure that they will be trapped under the car for about two days. They'll be hating each other the whole time. And they won't know what happened. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just like, people are going to find them in a couple of days. And they're not going to know what the fuck went on also i think kim shin took the road off a map or off like the grid for a few days so like just fucking no one will be there yeah Um, no chance of anyone stumbling upon them right this leads us to untak being like really annoyed because like we said the road is off the grid and so as they make their way home, no one will be able to find them. And they just have to walk, like, for what seems like fucking ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because they didn't bring a car. Because I guess goblins and reapers don't need cars. They can just, like, you know, teleport mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, but I guess she can't go with them? Uh, yeah, I guess. Teleport. I was going to make, like, a Harry Potter reference. Because she can but- go through doors apparently Uh and follow yeah like in harry potter uh, they have a similar thing where it's called like apparating in harry potter where they can just kind of like use magic to essentially teleport different places Mm -hmm. um with some limitations and you can just grab onto a person and like Mm -hmm. apparate with them so I guess it's not That's what the I same would think. concept. Maybe they just haven't tried it. Maybe. You know, I They've never they've, thought it could work on a human, but she's She's different. a special girl. Yeah. I don't um know. Yes. So again, like Untak is not happy with the night's events, obviously. And so the Reaper and Kimshin have a telepathic argument. But then Kim Shin yells at the Reaper. He's, I think he's like, just shut up. And Untak thinks that she's saying that to her. Or mm-hmm. He's saying that to her because she's been, like, complaining the whole time. So Untak gets all upset and, like, the Re- or Kim Shin is just, like, super apologetic because obviously he wasn't yelling at her. He was yelling at Reaper. Mm-hmm. And Reaper is just, like, loving it because... He hates Kimshin. Or he I I think he has like a love-hate relationship with him. Mm-hmm. But yeah. He just loves him being in trouble, I guess. So Kimshin takes Untak out to eat and they talk about him leaving and how he knew where she was when she was in trouble. And then they have an awkward conversation about like if she hates him, why she shouldn't hate him, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But basically, she wishes him well and is like, you know, I don't think this arrangement's going to work out. Like, you keep saying I'm not the goblin's bride. So let's just, like, not meet each other anymore. I won't summon you. Like, best wishes. Bye. Mm-hmm. Um, back at the house, Do Kwa gives Kim Shin a report on Untak's family. 
and he explains how Untak's mom left her life insurance money, but Untak can't access the money yet since she's a minor, so her aunt keeps her around. I don't know why her aunt doesn't realize that she doesn't have the money because she's underage. Well, I think, like, so I think what is happening is Untak does, the aunt could have access to the money, but in Korea they have these things called bank books, uh-huh. and basically, like, you need your bank book to access your bank account. Mm-hmm. And so Untak and her aunt don't know where the bank books are to get the money. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think her aunt could get the money as Untak's legal guardian mm-hmm. if she had the bank book, which is why, like, her aunt kept abusing her. Interesting. And, um, like, the Lone Shark guys were, like, looking through Untak's well, maybe backpack. If you wouldn't abuse her, you would have some access to the money. Yeah. Just like, a thought. It's just a mystery. <laughs> Stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim Shin is mildly impressed with Dokwa and decides to punish her family by planting gold bars in the house. Her aunt finds the gold. The family fights over it. I don't really care about them. They could fall off a cliff. Don't really give a shit. Yeah, they're um, awful. Kim Shit and Dokwa go out to eat, and Kim Shin can't stop staring at the TV. Dokwa asks about it, and Kim Shin explains that the king he served was around the age of the idols on the TV, which was 17. Dokwa and Kim Shin make some jokes that we don't understand, but then mm-hmm. Kim Shin recalls how... While he was lying in the field dying, he was full of resentment towards somebody, either the king or a god or himself, and he's forgotten who exactly at this point, because it's been hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah, he just lives with, like, resentment in his heart. But he doesn't know for what or for who. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's kind of like when you're mad and you're like, I don't even remember why I was mad anymore. Yeah, or like when you're just kind of bummed Mm -hmm. or stressed. You don't understand you're, what's causing it. Yeah, you're like, I just live in a state of stress always. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So later on, Kim Shin makes the Reaper and uh, Dokwa watch the idol performances on TV and asks the Reaper if he thinks one of the idols could be the former king reincarnated. Uh, Kim Shin says he's resented the king for almost a thousand years. So he just wants to know. He's like, I don't know if he wants to like get his revenge or is just like needs um, closure of some mm-hmm. sort. But he's like, I just want to know where this fucking king is. Uh, the Reaper explains that he can't tell just by looking, that he needs to touch someone in order to see their previous lives. And Dokwa's like, what happens when you touch them? Like, Dokwa's <laughs> always just kind of there. Mm-hmm. While the Reaper and Goblin kind of just talk over him, which yeah. I I really like their dynamic. Um, so Reaper goes to the hospital and meets up with other Reapers. Again, their like bureaucratic office culture is so mm-hmm. funny to me because it's like obviously kind of otherworldly and mystical and stuff, but they're like, oh god, paperwork and like. Having like some bays and who bays and all that stuff is just really funny too. Yeah. Um. So, one of his coworkers informs him that he needs to submit his reports for the missing souls by the end of the year, and this just seems like a big headache, like extra work. No one likes extra paperwork. 
ever. So he's just kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever. And Untak is one of those missing souls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reaper escorts an ER doctor to the tea room after he died from overwork, which fucking yikes. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a thing in Korea slash K-dramas, because there was a guy who died from overwork in Hotel de Luna. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is true. Like, I don't think I would Well, I mean, you, you've said, you've talked about how, like, they're always at work, and then yeah. when they leave work, they're with their work people. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't do I wonder it. if that's commentary on, like people working too much or if that is just actually a thing that happens frequently in korea yeah i don't know sounds awful yeah for sure um so yeah there's like a touching moment i guess where the er doctor is like well at least i saved the patient and he gets to drink the tea and i guess he goes to heaven but Mm -hmm. then the reaper gets our favorite sandwich place (laughs) he gets some subway and as one looks, does in a K-drama. Yes. Have a rough conversation, just go get some subway. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's looking over this paperwork again, just being like, fuck, I gotta figure this like missing soul stuff out. Yeah, he's kind of in a weird situation now. Because he yeah. knows her. And he knows the situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For... Sure. And he also seems like the type to really, not necessarily be a stickler for the roles, but like, he, he seems very proper mm-hmm. and like, put together and stuff. He so does he, his job. Yes. He does his job well enough so nobody bothers him. That's... And if he doesn't do this, someone's gonna bother him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Untak and Kimshin continue to think about each other. They become mopey. Untak goes to the bookstore to look for the goblin book with the leaf, um, and she sees Dokwa is trying to return the book. She offers to buy it from him and explains that the leaf is hers. He, Dokwa, heads to the Reaper slash Goblin household, and he sees his grandfather standing in the living room with Reaper. The Reaper kind of tries to cover for Dokwa, saying he knows Kimshin and he came to visit to say goodbye. And then Kimshin comes out of his room and contradicts everything and kicks the Reaper and Dokwa out of the house. Dokwa and the Reaper complain to each other about Kimshin, and the Reaper tells Dokwa that Kimshin had better leave soon, or else. Mm-hmm. All upset. All upset. Well, yeah, he's just like... <laughs> I I think um, the Reaper is so funny sometimes, and he's just like awkwardly waves, and he's mm-hmm. like, "I'm his friend," mm-hmm. and then he's hey, friend, like, bye, and yeah, Kim Shin's like, "You're not my friend, bye," <laughs> like <laughs> so funny and awkward. Um, also, I love the Goblin's face when he like smiles at him. That's mm-hmm. a classic GIF on Twitter. Just the goblin closing his eyes and waving. I'm pretty sure I've seen that when I've looked for coffee prints, actually. Yes. <laughs> um, Kim Shin finally pokes his head out and tells the Reaper he can come back inside and Dokwa can go home and receive his punishment. Later that night, the Reaper plays a prank on Kim Shin to get him back for kicking him out. So these two just kind of prank each other all day long. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think I'd like to live in that house. 
Yeah, they kind of, like, tease each other and get on each other's nerves. Nah, um, I, I would just want to stay in my room. Yeah. <laughs> don't, For sure. Don't prank me. Just let me watch TV. It's like, the house is big enough. We can, yeah. like, be can in our own spaces. without never seeing each other. For sure. I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, but, 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 okay. So Sunny, a.k.a. Untak's boss, confronts Untak and asks if she's been sleeping in the restaurant. Untak immediately apologizes, but Sunny doesn't really seem to care that much. She's just like, it's fine, like, I can't help you, so, like, do what you gotta do. Just Mm -hmm. wanted to know if this was a thing. (laughs) And basically, she just plays it cool and gives Untak her first paycheck and is like, I I just she say like you can keep sleeping here, just go to a sauna to like mm-hmm. wash up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh Untog is super grateful and is like, You're the best, you're so cool. And Sunny's like, No, money is cool. Like <laughs> don't be and I love her line, like, don't be grateful for something that you earned. And that's mm-hmm. like that is so true. Like if you worked, like, you deserve money. Like, you shouldn't yeah. be grateful for it. It is rightfully yours. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Untak just has, like, I think, a, the biggest girl crush on Sunny. <laughs> because she's, like, beautiful and cool. And, yeah. So, um, Untak goes to grill some squid for Sunny. And she kind of spaces out. And the squid catches on fire. So Untak blows out the flame and immediately panics after realizing she's accidentally summoned Kimshin. And she's like, cancel! Cancel! <laughs> Never mind! Uh, Kimshin is initially excited that she has summoned him again, but then he gets all upset when he, when he arrives and Untak explains that it was an accident. He tells her he needs to go pack, but she stops him and asks what she's supposed to see. They start to argue about whether she would lie about being able to see what she needs to see in him, and Untak tells him she would lie about not being able to see it, even if she does. Kimshin asks if she sees something unusual, maybe something painful, and Untak piques his his curiosity when she responds, oh, that. Then he offers to take her out to eat, and she goes to town and eats a bunch of expensive-looking meat, she kind of also grosses me out when she eats, just like Unchen. She, I can't explain it. It's I like think really, you just it's don't. just really fast and just like I don't I know. I think these like impoverished girls are just really hungry. Probably, I don't and they know. like eating. Also, I think like, and not to generalize, but it seems like Korean people don't have the same like table etiquette as mm-hmm. like western culture so they'll like slurp and just like there's a lot of talking with mouth full of food mouths full of food that i don't appreciate yeah i don't know and they'll like shove a bunch of food in their mouth Mm -hmm. yeah i got a problem with that (laughs) it's a big problem Um, after their meal, Kimshin takes her to a cafe, they run into the Reaper, and Untak is still afraid of him, and he explains that he's a regular at the cafe. Untak is still paranoid that Kimshin and the Reaper have teamed up to take her away, but the Reaper explains that he's actually on her side. He tries to telepathically tell her, you see the sword, he will pull out the sword, but she doesn't hear anything. 
Untak asks what he meant by that, but Kimshin tells her she doesn't need to understand. Untak comments on how handsome Reaper is, which makes Kimshin a little jealous. Mm-hmm. And she just goes on about how he's very handsome. Yeah, she's like, are all Reapers this handsome? Does it make going to the afterlife easier if you can follow <laughs> a handsome person? <laughs> which, I mean, if he was the Reaper who took me away... I would be a little freaked out because he is a little, like, whoa, like, just super tall and pale. Mm -hmm. But I'd also be, like, intrigued. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, I'll follow you. Where are you going? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This makes sense. Um, yeah. I just love Reaper. I'm gonna say this over and over again, but, um... I love it when he gets his feelings hurt because he seems very sensitive. Like, he does mm-hmm. not like being accused of killing people. Yeah. He's like, I do not kill people. I'm a regular at this cafe. Like, this is my cafe. <laughs> you came <laughs> you came here. Um, so, Kim Shin fucks with some people in the cafe. Like, they have a romantic meet-cute, and, like, Kim Shin makes them bump into each other, and they, like, get tangled. And they're immediately into each other, and just a few seconds prior, they were both texting or, like, talking on the phone to their respective partners. hmm And, like, the man catches the woman, and he's like, do you have a boyfriend? Or something like that. And they both lie and say they're single, even though they're not. And Untak cheers for them silently across the cafe, saying, like, Kiss, kiss. And Jill mm-hmm. recognized the Korean mm-hmm. word for kiss, right? Popo. Popo. Uh, so Untak is like, wow, do you like bring people together all the time? Like, are you Cupid? <laughs> and he's like, no, sometimes I mess with people, but I, ex- I recognized that guy from his past life. And because apparently every once in a while, some souls are reincarnated with their same face. So, I guess you can be reincarnated into anything. Like, you could be reincarnated into an animal or, like, a completely different person, but every once in a while, you're just reincarnated into the same person or, like, same Is body. Is that, like, how doppelgangers are a thing? Maybe, like, historical understand. doppelgangers? I don't understand. Or just- <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Because, like, how are you going to have the same face? <laughs> I guess. Uh, I mean, I don't think biologically it makes sense. <laughs> no. Uh, but, you know, biology, I think it's thrown out the window mm-hmm. when it comes to stories like this. Yeah. So, um, anyway, he's basically like, that guy was a dick <laughs> in his past life. And he essentially tells Untak, like, I didn't bring these people together so they could be happy. I saved their partners from these terrible people. He's like, so these terrible people are going to be together and they're going to make each other miserable. And that's the punishment they deserve for being, like, so shitty. (laughs) And Untak is like, wow. Like, so impressed with him. Untek asks if her life has been terrible and is now the goblin's bride as punishment for sins in her past life. Kim Shin doesn't know and tells her she's not the bride. 
Untuk ignores him and reflects on how her life seems to be getting better. He tries to get Untuk to give him a straight answer as to whether or not she can see the sword, but she doesn't budge and says goodbye. Back at the house, Dokwa asks if he could become a reaper after he dies, but Kimshin explains that you have to commit a major sin to become a reaper. Then Kimshin freaks out when he realizes Dokwa knows that the reaper is actually a grim reaper. Dokwa points out how obvious it was and how both of them mention that he's a reaper all the fucking time. It's mm-hmm. like, how could he not know this? <laughs> reaper comes home and he's also startled when he realizes Dokwa knows. Reaper and Kimshin get into a fight, and Kimshin hurts Reaper's feelings when he teases the Reaper about not knowing what he did to become a Reaper. Kimshin apologizes and tells the Reaper that his past life doesn't really matter since he would dislike him regardless. And the Reaper laughs. Yes, those boys, or men, I guess. (laughs) Those, like, thousand-year-old men. (laughs) They're still just 30-somethings. Yes. 30-something-year-old punks that hadn't fully grown up yet. Yeah. They're still silly. For sure. Uh, Dukwa talks to his grandfather about Kimshin and Reaper and tries to play it off like he did them a favor since they are getting along well. Like, see, it's a good thing that I rented a room out to the Reaper because now Kimshin has a friend, and it's great. Uh, Grandpa explains that... One is haunted by the past he can't remember, while the other is haunted by a past he can't forget. And they, as humans, are just two specks in their long lives. I feel like the grandpa is always dropping these, like, really intense, um, little, like, truth bombs. Mm Mm-hmm. But he speaks in such, like, an old-timey way that it sounds, like, very, um, what's the word? Like, profound, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And does uh, Dokwa even actually listen to what he's saying? No. But I think the scene is really funny because um, at first it looks like they're just sitting next to each other in two chairs, mm-hmm. but then the camera like pans out and you see that Dokwa is actually just like squatting mm-hmm. the whole time. He's kind of uh, doing like a mime sit. Yes. A mime that's in a make believe chair. Yes, and that is his punishment for um, renting at the house to Reaper. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day, Dokwa goes to the building that houses Sunny's chicken shop. He tells the secretary who has been following him that he wants to use the building for some cash flow, but the secretary doesn't seem on board, and that's where the story kind of ends mm-hmm. for now. Dokwa is just always getting into some money-making schemes. Mm-hmm. because his family keeps cutting off his credit cards because he's also a little punk. Yeah, again, maybe do what you're supposed to do and then people give you money. Yeah. You know, maybe if you stop getting in trouble, Grandpa will give you some cash. Mm-hmm. I think it's so funny how Dukwa is always like, as a third-generation tribal, like, he's mm-hmm. all, he's so proud of the fact that he's a tribal, like... I just think it's hilarious and that he should hold himself to a higher standard mm-hmm. because he's a third generation. Later on, Reaper tries to sneak out of the house, but Kimshin insists on going with him to make sure he's not trying to find Untak. They end up going to the supermarket together, and Reaper explains that he's on Untak's side since he would prefer that she pull out the sword so Kimshin will leave forever. 
instead of just kind of temporarily leaving the country, which is his current plan. Kim Shin starts to throw a fit, but then makes Reaper promise that he won't take Unsan Tak away after Kim Shin leaves. Still on Coffee Prince, thinking mm-hmm. about Unse. Um, um, on his pause, the uh, Coffee Prince documentary is on Vicky now. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, you should watch that. Yeah. When I was looking at it last night, uh, the English subtitles were only 86% done. Okay. So, <laughs> not cool. sure when it'll be 100%, but yeah. hopefully sometime soon. That could be a cool Patreon app or something. Yeah, for sure. Um, on his way out, Kimshin teleports to Untak's aunt's house. Untak is surprised to see Kimshin. They go back and forth about how and why he showed up, and he asks Untak why she came back to her aunt's house, and Untak explains that she needed to pick something up, and we see that it's the dried flowers that she saved, the ones that he had given her. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim Shin goes back home, and he starts to pack and opens an old wooden box with a scroll. Then we cut to Reaper walking across a bridge. He's stopped by the young fairy godmother woman in red who tries to sell him a hair clip for his girlfriend. The fairy godmother blinds him with a mirror, and when he looks down, a jade ring catches his eye. This is the ring that belonged to the queen. Mm-hmm. The reaper is almost hypnotized by the ring, and he starts to reach for it, but someone else snatches it up. He looks up, and we see it's sunny. The reaper is totally caught off guard and almost instinctively starts to cry, and mm-hmm. Sunny is like, the fuck? You okay? Are you crying? You wanted this ring so bad? <laughs> what? Uh, the Reaper is shocked and confused by his reaction, and Sunny asks if he wants the ring, and he just nods like he can't even speak. Mm-hmm. He looks like a um, little kid. Yeah, she is really cool and flirtatious and tells him that she won't give the ring up for free and will only give him the ring if he gives her his phone number. And the Reaper's like, I don't have a phone. And Sunny's like, the fuck? (laughs) Are you lying? Like, are you making that up? She's like, you just don't want to give me your phone number? Yeah, and he's like, no, but I'll take your phone number instead. Mm -hmm. And then um, she tries to introduce herself. She holds out her hand, but the Reaper is very awkward. And then the godmother woman has an ominous message about how both of them will pay a very high fee. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, again, the Reaper, like, can't touch people. Mm-hmm. So he has to, like, stick his hand very awkwardly in his jacket. I love how Sunny plays it off and just, like, shoots, like, mm-hmm. finger guns. Like, okay. So funny. Um, So, we cut back to Kimshin, who is looking at the scroll, which turns out to be a painting of the queen. We get a flashback, and we see Kimshin at the palace right after he was turned into the goblin. He approaches the wrapped-up body and mutters that he's too late, and then he finds paintings of the queen and starts to cry. He sets the palace on fire and walks out with um, only the scroll painting. Um, side note. Do you know the relationship between Kimshin and the queen? No, because they haven't talked about it. Okay, so I was reading about it, and apparently, like, the audience knew at this point, because in the promotional material, like, they they spoiled that, I guess. (laughs) 
fun. I don't know if you want me to tell you or if you want to just watch it. If they show it later, I'll see it. Okay, cool. I'm assuming they had a relationship, but I don't know. Yeah. So something you'll figure it out. I just wanted, I just didn't know if you wanted to know, because at this point the audience in Korea knew. Nah. okay. Okay. I'll get to it. Okay. So back at the chicken shop, Sunny is lost in thought and then throws a fit asking why the man she met, which is the Reaper, hasn't contacted her. Untak tries to console her and tells her to just forget about the man. But Sunny says she can't because one, he was the most handsome man she's ever met. And two, she gave up a super pretty ring for him. True and true. Mm-hmm. Also, Untak does not know that yes. the man she met is the Reaper. So, meanwhile, Reaper looks at the ring and the note Sunny gave him with her phone number and a lipstick kiss. And Reaper is also kind of like... I think, overwhelmed and confused. He's like, why did I have such a strong reaction? And what am I supposed to do now? So, the plot thickens. <laughs> yes. Untak has a very shitty time when she learns that her aunt's family has moved out of the house. So, Untak has nowhere to go. They moved out and they're, like, selling the house, too. Mm-hmm. Untak manages to save the buckwheat flowers and a few of her other belongings, then at school, her teacher, who's a fucking bitch, accuses Untak of smoking just because one of the other students says they saw her. Yeah, that teacher what? is the worst. Uh-huh. Like, she's so mean. She's like, you know what? I'm most afraid of students like you. Students who pretend to be all hopeless and good, but they're actually super manipulative. And <laughs> Untak is like, what are you what? talking about? Uh-huh. God, I hate that And she even, like, smells her hands Mm -hmm. and is like, oh, you're very good at hiding things. And Utaka's like, I don't smoke. But you know there are teachers like that Mm -hmm, in the real world. Like, I think Alex kind of had a teacher like that. A teacher who just, like, hated him Mm -hmm. and would, like, give other students, like, preferential treatment. um, But, like, also was, like, super mean to other students who, mm-hmm. like, didn't kiss up to her. Yeah. And, spoiler, Alex was not one of the people who kissed up to teachers <laughs> in school. <laughs> so, yeah. Rough stuff. Um, <clears throat> Back at home, the Reaper and Goblin do some day drinking, and they talk about the past and how they won't keep in touch after Kimshin leaves. Kimshin becomes depressed when he can't find Untak. The Reaper tries to comfort him, and Kimshin tries one more time. He ends up finding Untak at the pier where they first met. Um, Untak talks about talks to her mother and cries about how she's not doing very well. It starts to rain, and when Untak sees Kimshin standing behind her with an umbrella, um, he explains that it rains when he's depressed, but it will probably stop now since he's starting to feel better. Because huh. he's with her, duh. Mm-hmm. They talk a little bit more, but Kimshin tells her that he's going to say goodbye since he's leaving tomorrow. They both become sad, and it rains again. So sad. These two. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back at home, the Reaper and Kimshin mope around, because obviously Reaper is still, like, in a mood about Sunny, and Kimshin is in a mood about Untak. But then they freak out when they hear the doorbell ring. Which is how I act anytime someone knocks on her door and I'm not expecting it. I'm like, mm-hmm. who's that? What? Like, I think Kimshin actually jumps onto the couch mm-hmm. because at first they're like, oh, it was a text. 
And then they both realize that neither of them have a phone. So, uh, super funny. So, Reaper answers the door and is surprised to see Untak. He asks her if she's come to see him, like, meaning the Reaper. He's like, you want Uh me to take you away? And Untak says she must have the wrong house and tries to leave. But she turns around, she bumps into Kimjin. Reaper makes some dry remarks, and Kimjin just kind of waves him off. Uh, Untak explains that she found the house by asking the ghosts because she needed to talk to him again. She asks him what will happen if she can see what she's supposed to see. Um, because obviously she's still very young, and she's like, I don't want to get married right away. So, like, I need to know what's going to happen. I don't want to just, like, go blindly. Which is very smart on her part, because I feel like I would immediately be like, oh, I see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, Utak is cooler than me, I guess. But she asks him, one, if she sees it, will he have to get married right away? Two, will he give her five million won if she <laughs> sees it? And three, will he stay in Korea? He asks for proof, and she points out the sword. And then there's a crash of lightning, and we see the sword just, like, straight up through his body, mm-hmm. which is very upsetting looking. Yeah, I'm wondering, TBH. like, does she see the sword all the time? Like, if she goes in for a hug, mm-hmm. does she, like, try to oh, go around the sword because I she sees it? No, it's or so can she go big. through the sword? I don't know. Because obviously we don't see a sword sticking through him the whole time right. on our end. Only when, like, the sword is brought up does it, like, uh-huh. magically appear. But, like, if she can see it, does it, like, go in and out of her seeing it? Can she pretend it's not there? It's so weird. It seems like it's always there, but maybe she just kind of, like, gets used to it. And it's kind of, like, a ghost sword thing. So it's- Yeah, she can, like, wave through it. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It is very awkward, though. And it's so big. It's so big. <laughs> like, imagine him trying to sit down. Yeah. Like, you're watching him with the sword about to sit down with this thing. He just, like, stabs the couch behind exactly. him. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, ridiculous. Yes, for sure. Um, jump into episode four? Mm-hmm. All right. Untak points out the sword back where three left off. Mm-hmm. And Kimshin admits that she might be the goblin's bride now. Um, he asks why she didn't mention the sword before, and Untak says she was trying to be polite at first, but then she was worried about what would happen if she admitted that she saw it. Kimshin plays it cool in front of Untak, but then runs into the Reaper's room and freaks out. The Reaper seems almost uninterested, and he reminds Kimshin that this is what he's been waiting for, like mm-hmm. the whole fucking thousand years, mm-hmm. and that it's a good thing. Kimshin admits that this is true, but now that he's facing it, he thinks he wouldn't mind living a little longer. Classic. But suddenly, shit just got real. Yeah. I love... I Okay, I need to stop saying that I love these characters, but just, like, I love how Kimshin is, like, so cool and stoic in front of Untak, but then mm-hmm. he's, like, Wah! He's just, like, mm-hmm. a mess in front of Reaper. It's so good. Uh, so, Untak rings the doorbell, because she's getting impatient, and Kimshin and the Reaper go outside and answer. 
Untak starts explaining her sob story about how shitty her life is and how her aunt has abandoned her so she doesn't have anywhere to live now. She flips the idea of staying with them, and Kim Shin is like, hold up. He just lets her in the house, and he's like, don't touch anything, just like, stay here and we'll figure it out. So, uh, Untak is amazed by, amazed at how nice the house is, and Kim Shin tries to offer her the money she asked for, but she refuses, since now she sees how well off Kim Shin is. She's like, <laughs> I only asked for that amount. Because I didn't know the whole story. But now I see, like, everything has changed. We need to renegotiate. So she suggests that they just get married and have kids and live in the house. Which is super confusing because, as Kim Shin points out, she doesn't even like him. Uh, I don't know if she's just trying to, like, get on his nerves. Mm-hmm. Or if she's just, like being kind of dumb. Because she's like, I can be any type of wife you want to be. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's like how I said I would be a professional cuddler or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> if, you're, if you are um, confronted with that much money yeah. and, like, wealth, you'd be like, I'll do whatever. Like, Yeah, I don't care. Fuck it. What do you want? I've been poor and mistreated. I will do whatever to be totally comfortable. Untak and Dokwa are surprised to see each other, but the grandpa is also there, and he tells Untak that she can call on Dukwa whenever she needs anything. He also gives Untak his business card and says she can call if Dokwa gives her any trouble, mm-hmm. because of course he would. Um, yeah. At first, Untak is very stoked to be in an awesome suite, but then reality sets in and she realizes how lonely she is there all by herself. I don't yeah. know, I'd be really happy in that suite, honestly. Yeah, but like I kind of uh I kind of had a similar experience when I went on like my first grown-up business trip and I had to stay overnight and we were in like a really nice hotel and I was like this is awesome and like they even had like a super fancy cheese plate and stuff <laughs> for me like in my room and then I was like oh like Usually when I travel, I'm, like, with a friend or with mm-hmm. Alex or something, but I was, like, I'm just by myself. Mm-hmm. And, like, it wasn't even, like, a, oh, I can go explore because I'm on a trip. Like, I'm just here for a fucking conference. <laughs> yeah, I've had so. to do that with, like, Sybil Press stuff where I go uh-huh. alone. But I basically just stay in my Airbnb or my hotel the whole time and watch mm-hmm. TV and get takeout. And I do, like, sheet masks and stuff. Yeah. That sounds nice. And then nice. I go do my thing, and then I go back, and I watch more TV. <laughs> I just use it as an excuse to have, like, a full TV book reading weekend alone. So yeah. it works out okay. But I couldn't do, like, I'm going to live here the rest of my life with alone. no one. <laughs> like, that sucks. But, yeah. like, this is her first night, so she should be, like, just, like, pumped and kind of excited. Like, yeah, you're not living in this fucking shit show with your terrible family anymore. Yeah, for Leave sure. it up in the suite. Um, Dokwa goes to the Goblin Reaper house to complain about the grandpa, but he sees Kimshin and the Reaper are all depressed. Then we get a little montage of Kimshin acting out since he is now facing death. And Caitlin loved this scene. Yeah, it was so funny. Both, just like all the dudes mm-hmm. together acting a fool. <laughs> 
Dukwa takes Untak to school, but ends up embarrassing her while he shows off. He hears the other girls talk about her, and he finally realizes that she's the girl Kim Shin told him about. Which, I was surprised, I guess. Yeah, I was confused. Like, I guess he never... It was never explicitly stated that she is, like, Jin Tak when, like, she's at the hotel. But, like, why would she be there? Why would she be around a reaper and a goblin? Yeah, but I... And I was like, and he's the one who, like, did all the background checks on her family. Like, he didn't see a picture of her, but I guess not. So, I don't know. I mean, I know he's just surprised that she's the girl from the bookstore and, like, the girl that... The girl from the bookstore that had books on goblins. Yeah, and he's like, I know a goblin, and she's like, what? Anyway, it, whatever, yeah, it's fine. Like, <laughs> I started that episode, and then I stopped it, like, around 20 minutes in, because I got sleepy, mm-hmm. and then I started watching it again from around this point, and I was, I was very confused, like, did I skip a whole scene? <laughs> what? How does he not know? I was so confused. Yeah. I guess you could also say that Dukkha is also just, like, a not this most observant or like absolutely uh interested person yeah i think he's someone that's always thinking like what he's going to say like Mm -hmm. what other people are talking he's thinking about his next yes words to them for sure not necessarily about what's actually happening in front of him yeah so he asks about her aunt's punishment but she's like what what are you talking about? This show has a lot of wordplay, which is very confusing to someone who does not have a good grasp of the Korean language. Mm-hmm. So, because did you read the subtitles where it was like the word for goal yeah. and punishment Means, combined? Yeah. It makes the word for fine. And I was like, huh, that's clever, but that's a lot. <laughs> It's a lot. Then we cut to the ant's family, and we see that they're just a fucking mess because of this gold. Uh, so at first they try to sell it, but they are immediately taken to the police. And I think, like, the guy who works at, like, the gold and silver store is like, uh, I have to take this to the back. One second, please. <laughs> and then they're just, like, at the police station. And the police explain that this gold must be stolen because this type of gold is only, like, at a bank in New York or some shit like that. Like, it's not just any gold bar that someone could buy, which I don't know if people still use gold bars. Like, I've only seen them in movies. Yeah, I have no idea. In TV shows. Um, in Sky Castle, someone gets paid off with gold bars. Which, I mean, I guess, like, that is what it, the gold standard, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's real wealth. But anyway, so, uh, the family tries to place the blame on Untak, but they suddenly can't remember anything about her. And they're like, it was my niece. She's the one who must have stolen it, but I can't remember her name or how old she is or where she goes to school. <laughs> so the police <laughs> are just address. like, yeah, the police are just done with them and they're like, no, like, stop, you're done. 
Doqua tells, oh sorry, Doqua talks to Reaper about Untak and the woman that made the Reaper cry. Doqua is super into the story, but Reaper leaves him hanging. Reaper goes to the bridge, hoping to see Sunny again, but no luck. Maybe just call her. I know, right? Like, you have her number. <laughs> just because you don't have a phone doesn't mean you can't get access to one. Absolutely. And why doesn't a Reaper have a phone when he's, like, a bureaucrat? He has email. Yeah. Get a phone. I know. You can do your email on your phone. Right. Exactly. Mm, I don't know. Come on. Get with the times. Mm-hmm. Um, we then see an elderly man die, and Kimshin gets dressed in a, in a black suit and asks the Reaper for a favor. The old man goes into Reaper's tea room, and we see that it's actually the boy that Kimshin helped in Paris in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Kimshin greets the boy, and the boy is back to looking like a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about how well his life turned out. Um, and at this point, Untak is all upset because the goblin has been ignoring her. And she gets 7,000, what feels like 7,000 candles, mm-hmm. and summons him. She has them set up all around the suite. Untak tries to complain and ask about her situation. Um, but Kim Shin is in a mood and keeps changing the conversation. Ultimately, he grabs a beer and asks if she wants room service. She turns it down, and they go get snacks instead. Kim Shin gets another beer and becomes super drunk. Goblins, I guess, get drunk very quickly. Yeah, low alcohol tolerance. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> yeah, same. But I mean, I think it's different for us because we're small. Yes. Like, I don't know how tall he is, but he looks big. Yeah. I don't know. For sure. My dad has a super low alcohol tolerance. It was really funny because um, a few years ago, Alex and I went to Minnesota to go visit him. And my dad was like, we went to a kind of, like, local restaurant that had, like, local beers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, do you want a beer, Alex? And Alex was like, sure, okay. And they brought them out in those, like, really big beer glasses mm-hmm. and, or mugs or whatever. And my dad got tipsy. <laughs> on the one? <laughs> on the one, like, really big beer. And he was just like... He had the Asian flush or his face got all red. Mm-hmm. And Alex was, like, obviously totally fine because Alex has a super high alcohol tolerance. And it was just, like, super funny seeing my dad be, like... I mean, he wasn't drunk, but he was just kind of, like, more, like, giddy mm-hmm. and laughing and being like, this is super good. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, anyway. That's funny. Yes. <laughs> um... Also, I think it's funny that um, Reaper is like, or not Reaper, uh, Kim Shin is annoyed when, every time Untak brings up Dokwa, because mm-hmm. she's like, Dokwa helped me get all these candles, like, Dokwa helped me do this, Dokwa helped <laughs> me do that, and he's like, God, like, that fucking kid. But also, that is what he was supposed to do, like, he yeah, was in charge according of- According to the grandpa. <laughs> yeah, of helping her. <laughs> um, so... Kimshi drunkenly walks Untak home. They talk more about her being the bride and what will happen when she pulls out the sword, blah, blah, blah. Like, they have this conversation a lot <laughs> of, mm-hmm. like, I'm the bride, you're not the bride. He doesn't seem to tell her what actually happens. No, yeah. When like, she pulls it out. And maybe he needs to. I don't know. Um. Yeah, transparency would be good. <laughs> Yeah, so she knows exactly what she's getting into as the Goblin's Bride. 
what that entails. For sure. And, like, honestly, if he had just told her from the beginning, maybe she wouldn't, like, grow an attachment towards him. Yeah. And she'd just be like, if this is what you want me to do, okay. Yeah, I'll help you out. Um, Or, like, if they end up liking each other, they could live a good life together for a while. And -hmm. then whenever he's ready, whenever he feels right and they have the conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. They can do that thing, but I don't know. Yeah, like maybe when she's about to die. Mm-hmm. Because right now, they can. Yeah, right now, from what she knows about like fairy tales and stuff, it's like you turn the beast into a prince, you turn the frog into a prince, you turn the goblin into a prince. Mm-hmm. You're like saving them. Mm-hmm. So to her, like pulling out the sword is like a great thing, and like he's gonna become a prince, mm-hmm. and everything's gonna be beautiful and fine, like. No, girl. Yeah. <laughs> You're reading the wrong goblin story. <laughs> um, so, like you said, uh, Kimshin says he'll be more beautiful when she pulls it out. So they decide that she will pull it out after the first snowfall. Because I guess in, like, folklore, like, the goblin will turn into a broom. I don't, I don't know. It's weird. So they're like, <laughs> we'll need a broom for snow. It's... I'm confused by all of, like, the, the Korean stuff. The goblin will turn stuff. into a broom? Mm-hmm. I don't know if Does there's... he turn back into a human? I, that's what I was wondering. Because <laughs> if she knows he turns into a broom, like, you can't make out with a broom. <laughs> you, can't, you can't actually marry or have babies with a broom, well, so... I, I think maybe she was just like, haha, because, like, in the fairy tales, like, he turns into a broom. But she uh-huh. doesn't actually expect him to because he says, I'll become prettier, like... Okay. I'll become better. So maybe she thinks, like, oh, he'll, like, turn into a prince or whatever. But she was just, like, I know. I'm like, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Just uh, appreciate what you have in front of you. Yeah. Ask him straight up what's going to happen for real. Uh Uh-huh. This is a big deal. Especially while he's drunk. I mean, that is, like, the most vulnerable Mm -hmm, he's mm -hmm. been. So sit down with him, have a very important heart to heart conversation, no jokes, mm-hmm. get it figured out. Or talk to Reaper, because mm-hmm. Reaper is like, I'm on your side. Mm-hmm. Like, he seems to know what's going on. And Reaper doesn't give a fuck. No, he does not. <laughs> <laughs> um, Untuk wakes up the next morning and sees people marveling at the cherry blossoms that have bloomed out of nowhere. Dokwa then confronts Kimshin, throwing down all the newspapers that have reported um, on the unseasonal flowers that have just bloomed. And he's like, something really great must have happened last <laughs> night. <laughs> something really good <laughs> he gets after Kimshin for getting drunk and causing another crazy weather change like how the fuck do we explain something like this yeah how does anyone explain this um I think it's so funny how Dokwa has to be like the adult in the room sometimes mm-hmm. even though he's so immature himself yeah I don't know so good um Dokwa takes Kimshin out for hangover soup, and they end up sitting at a table that Reaper is already at. But Dokwa can't see him because Reaper has his hat on. 
Kimshin tries to figure out what happened while he was drunk, and Reaper taunts him. Dokwa is really confused because Kimshin is talking to an invisible Reaper at this point. Mm-hmm. Kimshin's memory comes back, and he freaks out when he remembers telling Untak about pulling out the sword. Sunny, we then cut to Sunny, who gets her makeup done and continues to complain about the Reaper ghosting her. Um, which is kind of funny. <laughs> and the Reaper continue. The Reaper and Sunny continue to think about each other. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, back at school, Untak is bullied again, and her ghost friends get back at her main bully by planting a cigarette in her hand. Okay, so then uh, we cut to Kimshin picking up Untak as she walks home from school, which is not like the greatest setting it's like oh my my boyfriend is picking me up from high school like Mm -hmm. that's kind of the vibe it gives off which Mm -hmm. not great but as we said like she's a special human and he's a goblin so (laughs) i guess it don't matter but (laughs) it it just the optics aren't great anyway so he takes her back to canada and he takes her out for a really nice meal And they talk a bit about his past, and she realizes how sad his life must have been, but she notes how cheerful he seems despite his circumstances. Then they go on a walk and have more goblins bride talk. If there's another bride, why why Untak is in the hotel and not, like, living with him, etc. Just all these questions are coming up, and... She's giving some answers, but not really. He kind of, like, does that thing of just, like, playing it off. Like, mm-hmm. it's fine. You don't need to know. Um, so, they end up having a nice, funny moment when they talk about her goblin research. And he shows her his sword. And they have, like, a little water fight. He looks so proud, being like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. here's because my sword. Because she's like, oh my god, you turned a sword out of water. You're so cool. Wow. Uh-huh. Oh my god. <laughs> He's just, like, so proud of, like, how cool he looks. Yeah. Um, ba, ba, ba. Okay, so then Untak runs off saying she has something to do since she's not sure when she'll be back to Canada. She leaves him with a book of poems and goes to the hotel from, I guess, episode two to write a letter. She drops it in the mail chute and hopes it will be delivered. Then we hear a voiceover of the romantic po- of one of the romantic poems in the book, and we see Untak smiling as she runs back to Kimshin. And I think he like turns the crosswalk like stripes different colors mm-hmm. for her, and she's like, "Wow, so cool!" And the poem is like, "This is my first love," and it's like very romantic, but also. Again, the op- optics are not great. Because <laughs> she's in her schoolgirl uniform. It's yeah, just like, and she's just, like, jumping around like a little kid. Yeah. Excited. Again, it's like, okay, if you wanted to make the age difference, that, fine. But do we have to have all these romantic moments of her looking like an actual child <laughs> in a schoolgirl uniform? Because, yeah. I mean, like, because I'm trying to put myself in the same shoes. Like, okay, when I was 18, 19... I feel like I've, I felt at the time that I was mature or whatever, like mm-hmm. maybe not dating a 30 year old mature, <laughs> but like there are like obviously different like maturity levels and when tech is special, blah, blah, blah. But like, 
just don't make her look like a kid. It's mm-hmm. weird. And, like, I know he kind of plays it off, because she's like, are we on our honeymoon? And he's like, stop it. Because mm-hmm. I don't think he's, like, super into the fact that she's also a kid, but I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. So. Well. Predictions? How did you feel about the episodes? Um, three I liked a lot. Again, mm-hmm. four I thought was kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was a shorter episode, too. Yeah, I feel like four had more, like, bro moments between mm-hmm. Goblin and Reaper and Dokwa, which are fun. Um, but as far as the plot goes, nothing really happened other than, like, Untak knows about pulling out the sword now. Yeah. So. Which I feel like was kind of obvious the whole time that that's maybe what needs to happen. Yeah. Because he's talking about, like, do you see this thing? Like, uh-huh. he's talking about a particular thing about him that's weird. Like, I don't think he wants the sword stuck in him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's also funny how she makes, like, her little remarks and, like, oh, God, like, what does she say? Like, it must be really painful or, like, she, like, stabs things <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, yeah. Um, as far as predictions, I'm gonna guess that Reaper and Sunny bump into each other, because I don't think he'll actually call her. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're gonna bump into each other at some point, or he's gonna, like, go with Kim Shin to the shop to meet Untak, and Sunny's going to be there. There's gonna be, like, a big moment where all of them realize, like, oh, we all know each other. Yeah. Um, I forget how... It all happens. Like, I forget mm-hmm. how Reaper and Sunny meet each other again. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to see that play out. Um, that's about all I have so far. Yeah, for sure. I doubt she's going to try to pull out the sword next episode. <laughs> I'm going to say that doesn't happen yet. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like there might be a magical thing that happens similar to what Alex actually wanted in Hotel de Luna. Uh-huh. Where Manuel gets to, like, live uh-huh. with what's-his-face. I feel like that could possibly happen in this one. Uh-huh. Where she, like, changes his heart and he doesn't have resentment anymore. Ha. Huh. And then he's able to, like, live out the rest of his normal days with her. Mm-hmm. And then they die together. That's my big prediction. But I don't know. Fingers crossed we have a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> I can't take a heartbreak <laughs> in 2020. Uh, yeah. There's just too much, too much sadness. Um, yeah. Again, I, I only remember the high points of Goblin, like, the main things. I don't remember how it all happens. Uh-huh. So... Uh, yeah, I, I'm wondering how Reaper and Sunny will meet up again. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I'm wondering if Dokkwa will have something to do with it because he's like trying to buy her chicken shop and stuff. So yeah, that's true. Dokkwa's always meddling and shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so fun to see, uh, the actor play Dokkwa because like, that's where I first knew him from. 
mm-hmm. but then I started listening to like his group's music, and now I watch the variety show that he was on, mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny to see him being like a serious actor guy, uh-huh. and not just like a goofy, um, like musician slash variety show person. Mm-hmm. Like he has a super good voice. He sings ballads and stuff, so it's. Hmm. I'll I'll have to show you one day. Uh, anyway, fashion. Um, did not pay attention. Okay, for being honest, <laughs> I just he, know like Reaper always looks great. Uh huh. Sunny always looks great. Yeah, but no particular like look mm-hmm. caught my eyes. Like, wow, that's cool. Yeah, I just said Kim Sheen has like the coziest looking sweaters. Mm-hmm. Um, all the turtlenecks, always mm-hmm. in a turtleneck, and um, Reaper is like super cool and wears really cool clothes. But I feel like he wears stuff that like really only he could pull off because mm-hmm. he looks so cool. Like he wears those really uh wide pants. They're like cropped. Also, they're kind of like. Yeah. Culottes, I guess? Is that what we call them? Or, like, I forgot what you call those types of pants. But anyway. And, like, he pulls it off, but if Alex wore those, I don't think he'd look the same. No. It's because this guy is super tall Uh and super skinny. Yeah. Um, And I he wore a sweatshirt, I think, that kind of had, like, laces on. Like, it almost Mm -hmm. looked like a shoelace. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Uh, and like you said, Sunny always looks great. And thus far, Untak has basically only been in a school uniform or a chicken shop uniform. So, mm-hmm. or sometimes like just jeans, yeah, and like a t-shirt or a sweater. So, <clears throat> but yeah, just again, such an upgrade from coffee. Yes, place. <laughs> absolutely. Good God. Uh huh. Um. Okay. I love you. Or fuck you. I'll say when the Reaper sees the ring. Yeah, that, that's Sunny. a big moment. Because that's like an interesting, weird, I love you, but I don't know why moment. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't figured it out. <laughs> um, yeah. And like, the lady in red is like so weird. She's, she's a confusing character. Yeah. Where you're like, are you good or not? <laughs> Who are you? Who are you and why do you have powers? Like, How do you it... make yourself young and old? Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I want more story on her. Mm-hmm, for sure. I will probably also go with that moment. Um... I also just liked when, like, the ghosts helped out Untak, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she funny. has, like, her little ghost meeting with them, um, mm-hmm. and also when, like, the guys are trying to, like, figure stuff out together, like, Duquas trying to help Goblin and Reaper, and they just have their little bro moments. Yeah. I have um, a lot of those. For sure. All right. Do we have anything else? I don't think so. 
Okay. Yeah. I'm like, again, just really enjoying rewatching it. If anything, like the show is shot so well and Mm -hmm. everyone is so beautiful that like, it's just nice to look at. (laughs) It's nice to be in this world with these people. Mm -hmm. So it's fun. Um, Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Good. I like the characters a lot. Good. I'm glad. Um, I think, like, the story will start to pick up more soon. Because, mm-hmm. again, with these types of stories, like with Hotel de Luna, like, it takes so much time to to establish the world and, like, how everything works and, like, who has what powers. Yeah. And it's, like, it takes a time, some time to, like, get adjusted to everything. So I think mm-hmm. when, now that we're kind of established about, like, who knows who and what's happening... I think the story will start to, like, pick up a little more. Yeah. So. I feel like there's always one episode that's kind of, like, a filler. Meh. Mm-hmm. And then everything else is, like, great. Mm-hmm. So. I anticipate episode five being pretty good. Yeah. We shall see. All <laughs> right. Um, I guess that's it. Mm-hmm. Again, like, open the show notes for all the links to things. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts so you can get our next episode. Um, And we will talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.